<laughs> it's like putting a shopping list like, in your will. It's like, oh, and buy grapes. Fuck, it's too late. You're a romantic, I'm sure. Oh, you made that box. <laughs> you made that box. Yeah. You're romantic. Right, I'm, a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a romantic, I think, in a weird way, but I'm a romantic. <laughs> um, some people love men. Some people love women. Some love both. It's all encompassing, this uh, this article. Yeah, it's nice. And some, or to be more accurate, one person is head over heels in love with the train station. (laughs) (laughs) 45-year-old Carol says she's been smitten with Santa Fe Station in California since she was a young girl, and so decided to make her relationship with the place official. (laughs) Now, the nuptials have not been officially recognised by the government, but Carol says she and the station tied the knot about 18 months ago, and they've been happily with ever since. (laughs) 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 Nothing wrong with marrying anything, because... Marriage is no longer a religious institution. Why can this woman not officially be married to the train station? Why does it all have to be hypothetical? Well, there has to be some kind of consent, surely. Well. You can't marry someone... Well, historically, I think people have been. And there was a scene in The Last Kingdom where someone you know, didn't was like, no. And he was like, yeah, but I said I, said, I, said I do for her. They went, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like, the train station has trains... I, I, I don't think it gives permission to the trains to enter it and leave it, like, all day long. Yeah. Like, that's so, somewhat more penetrative than a marriage licence. Not penetrative, because it doesn't penetrate the station. It just passes through <laughs> an, an area completely empty in the train station. <laughs> it's, it's, if there were trains crashing into the station... On a regular basis, you'd be like, oh yeah, maybe this is some symbolic thing for rape. <laughs> but if it's just like going through, it's like waving at someone, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against... Uh, th- 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 there's a bigger picture with this article thing. Mm. If you want to marry a train station, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. More than welcome to fall in love. People fall in love with anything. You know, People fall in love with bridges. Um, got people like go to airports and take photos of every plane. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's just how you feel you need to do things. Yeah, I, I, I read an article a while ago that said a guy got banned from a playground because he kept fucking the slide. <laughs> <laughs> what part of the slide? I, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because, because we're so ignorant at the moment, we're just not asking questions and we're not learning things. <laughs> so, oh, you get out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't you want to know more about me? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, don't compliment me on my girth or anything. Like just, <laughs> just shun I was, me. I was fucking the the higher part of the slide. That's the mature part. If anything, <laughs> yeah. I'm a gilf hunter. I don't know. <laughs> gilf hunter. Gilf slide. <laughs> Self. Um, so anyway, um, she said, when we got married, I stood there and I told her that I take it as my partner. Um, says Carol, who calls the station Deirdre. It was the happiest. <laughs> so, so it's a lesbian couple as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a female train station. <laughs> That's amazing. Which again, go for it. Whatever you want to do. Uh, no, it might not be Deirdre. It's Deirdre. D-A-I-D-R-A. Which I read as Deirdre. Yeah. Um, she visits the, the station every day, travelling 45 minutes by bus to visit her spouse. Why not take a train? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's some jealousy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. As you're they saying. They get to spend more time with it than she does. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that Walker's crisp packet's been here for months. <laughs> I have to go home after a certain time. Um, when I get there, I say hello to her. I then walk around the block, circling around her like a vulture, trying not to let anyone notice that I'm talking. Because <laughs> you don't want to... Some love is more exciting when it's in secret. You know, so she doesn't want people to know that she's, you know, that she's married that train station. Because <laughs> if she pisses, if she pisses off her, train station's going to have something to do with it. Um, there is a private bit where two walls meet. I go there to touch her, which I do by leaning against her with my clothes on. Right. Right. When I'm touching her, I feel as though it actually holds me and kisses me. I don't have physical sex with the station in public. I want to be respectful. <laughs> which she is making she's making an extra effort to be more respectful right yeah by not you could expect that quite easily someone could fuck a building yeah and some people are quite uncomfortable with PDA like. <laughs> <laughs> what's the station announcements what's the, like a, a PTA announcement yeah someone, I, had, I don't had an acronym but never mind um, I wouldn't do that with a human in public so why would I do it with a train station <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's just funny. It's just funny. Um, Carol identifies as objectum sexual, a form of sexuality focused on specific inanimate objects. The term was first coined by Aisha Rita Berliner Mauer. It's a long name. A Swedish woman who claimed to be married to the Berlin Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Just claimed. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I married Berlin Wall. Um, and must have been fucking devastated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're killing her! <laughs> and she died in 2015, so she lived through the through, through it all. So we, <laughs> I've never seen anyone who's in support of segregation because <laughs> they're like <laughs> to a religious divinity extent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2008, an American woman named Arika made headlines after marrying the Eiffel Tower. Uh, she later found the organisation OS International for those who identify as objectum sexual. So there are people out there who are sexually attracted to inanimate objects. Yeah. It's just it's just there. I just like the difference between America and England. Right. Right. So, complete new article that I found by Googling this article because I was meant to be in love with a crumpet. Or <laughs> I was meant to bring up this this station article a while ago, but I think something happened. And, oh, I closed my browser and lost all the documents. And it just reminded me today. So I was Googling it. <clears throat> A woman who holds, the, who holds a flame for the Statue of Liberty has paid another visit to her long-distance lover and, convinced, and confessed that just touching the monument makes her orgasm. Amanda Whitaker from Leeds, yeah. uh, England, <laughs> flew to New York last week to spend time with the statue, which she says she's fallen in love with. 27-year-old chop assistant who refers to the monument affectionately as Libby, described... The Statue of Liberty. Libby. Not even... <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a name. It's just, you know, the Earl of Kent is not called Kent. Like, it's just... it's just I'm just of liberty. I stand for liberty. Oh, I've got to stand for Libby. All right. Um, describe the reunion as sexually and emotionally fulfilling. So, an English woman goes over there and fucks it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> an American woman over there just, like, leans against it for a little yeah, bit. And it's a little like, too there's something a bit that. more... Not tragic, but there's the feeling of then that that love is not a, a completely realised. You know, it doesn't feel like they're in a great relationship. She's going to see her 45 minutes a day, and all this. <laughs> you get a 27 year old shop assistant from Leeds. She'll go there and she'll fuck it. 
Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll make sure that she gets that satisfaction. <laughs> so, um, darling, where is this partner we've been hearing so much about? <laughs> oh, here she is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a train. <laughs> <laughs> is it a train? I don't know. Yeah. What sound is a train station? <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know whether it's too much Thomas the Tank as a kid, but I get the impression that train stations are very solemn, kind of lacklustre buildings. That the station's kind of, the only thing that yeah. wasn't a character. Exactly. <laughs> just... You're so void of personality, <laughs> you can have no face. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about you enters and leaves on the hour every hour. <laughs> Yeah, differences between um, England and America there. Americas won't fuck their uh, their things. On the... uh, Well, not on the same subject, but a little bit. There was um, someone online, um, like a YouTube personality or whatever, who has been accused of loads of things. Like she, um, She does a lot of arguments for trans rights and a lot of arguments for um, free speech and Milo Yiannopoulos style things right and people have made like hate videos about them and the last one accused her of being a a pedophobe afraid of pedophiles or afraid of children that's what they wanted it to say is if i say pedophobe that means that pedophobes are people are phobic of pedophiles but pedophiles are not sexually attracted to pedophiles no so it's so they're, they're trying to say they just made up a word yeah. To be like, you are now af- technically afraid of pedophiles by telling the world that she's afraid of kids. <laughs> Which is like a simple mistake to make. People make up words all the time, yeah. probably thinking that the logic is there when it clearly isn't. Um, but sometimes it gets taken a bit more seriously. Like, there's a new term called horophobia. Right. Right. Which is discrimination against sex workers. But I don't understand how you can use the slur yeah. for a people. Yeah, it's meant to be like to protect the rights of those people. Yeah, like racism is called racism because it's about race. Right. It's not like you know you can have people who are discriminating against specific minorities, and I guess you like, could give them another name. It's if a derogatory term, to. though, isn't it? Yeah, like I mean, you, 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 there's no niggerphobia. Yeah, it's, no. it wouldn't exist. Oh, it doesn't you make fucking faggophobe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're homophobic or you're racist. Yeah. Like, oh no, we need we need a new flag to fly. Yeah, and it's not the flag that you've read. No, this is horophobe. <laughs> and I, I get it. Like there is there is definitely a social view on sex workers that is very negative. Like yeah. they're viewed as victims or. Uh, they're victims of abuse or lack of parental attention or something mm. like that. So there's definitely discrimination against sex workers, and yeah, that should be dealt with. But uh, calling them horophobias, it just seems <laughs> weird. <laughs> it just seems to kind of rub salt in the wound. I don't know. Mm. And it, but there is a power to be had from taking control of a slur that's been used against you and making it your own. Yeah, as a lot of minorities <clears throat> have done. Yeah, and like we can use it. Say a lot, a lot of gay people call each other fags for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, and there is, I guess, kind of making an old word some mean something new now. Yeah, I'm taking it back. Are you? <laughs> yeah, but you're a horophobe. What does that mean? 
means you're afraid of whores. <laughs> what? I, don't, I, I would never call them whores. Yeah, but you see whores, right? Well, no, I, I see sex workers. No, whores. It seems really <laughs> double-faced. <laughs> seems weird. And then, yeah, this why... Why? Why? Just why? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, he's a horophobe. He's really afraid of these disgusting people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of like the the, the freckled faced ginger. Yeah, where it's just like just don't use that language. It's like it's just please use better language. Be a bit more eloquent in what you say. <laughs> but not everybody has to. Do you know Roy? No. He was in the news this week. Oh, was he? Big. For great reasons. <laughs> um, so those of you who don't know, there was um, some more attacks in London recently, mm. um, like last week. Uh, like three separate incidents that were supposed to be linked and, and people, have, I think it was seven or eight people have died and there's a lot of people critically injured. But Roy, yeah, Roy mm. Lana, 47, was drinking in a pub when the three terrorists burst in and he held, he held them off so others could escape, getting fairly cut up in the process. What a hero. You know, terrorists come in, they're holding weapons, he's charging towards them while people are, are running away. Um, they chanted, the terrorists were chanting, Islam, Islam, and this is for Allah. Yeah. So Roy shouted, I'm fucking Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> enough that he was like starting to fight these people like he 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 encountered them on an intellectual debate level and they were like we islam islam i am for allah i'm for fucking millwall (laughs) and his account is brilliant um he was knocked eight times before the terrorists just kind of left jesus christ (laughs) roy Uh, they had these long knives and shouted about Allah, and then it was Islam, Islam, Islam. And like an idiot, I shouted back at them. I thought, I need to take the piss out of these bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take the piss out of them. You come in the pub, you're gonna get a bit of banter in here. I took a, <laughs> took a few steps towards them and said, Fuck you, I'm Millwall. <laughs> so they started attacking me. <laughs> I stood in front of them trying to fight them off, and everyone else ran to the back. I was on my own against all three of them, and that's why I got hurt so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me trying to grab them with my bare hands and hold on. Hold on, I was swinging. I got stabbed and sliced eight times. They got me in my head, my chest, both hands. There's blood everywhere. They were saying Islam, Islam. So I said again, "Fuck you, I'm Millwall." <laughs> it was the worst thing I could have done because then they just carried on attacking me. <laughs> Now that I think about it, <laughs> but it's not—it's not regretful. Well, it's not regretful. He's, he's rec- he should recognizes. not have regrets for that. That's amazing. <laughs> he just fucking recognizes that. Well, that seemed to just antagonize them some more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's always this thing about like football hooliganism and yep. nobles. Like I think their chant is "No one likes us, we don't care." <laughs> That's like their football chant because <laughs> they're, they're quite an aggressive um, football fan base. But <laughs> like to represent, it's, it's like it's like raising your own flag in that fight. This is yeah. Well, I'm a Millwall fan, so I'm, you know, cut me. I'm yeah. <laughs> and um, his friends got him a a Runners Weekly um, magazine 
through the hospital bed that just says learn to run yeah it's like just you should just run mate it's like i'm fucking roy <laughs> I'm, i am roy and i will fight to the death <laughs> There was a picture of some guy after those attacks who was running away with his pint. Yeah. And like they spoke to him afterwards and he was just like, I've just paid six quid for this. I'm not just going to leave it. <laughs> it's like a really high class bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not leaving it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That went, uh, that went really viral, that picture. Mm. Like everywhere. Like went over to America. Well, that's, that's become like the quintessential British reaction to terrorism. It's like, well, I won't get in the way, but I'm going to take my pint. <laughs> yeah. spilling my drink there is part of me that wishes there was someone fighting with a pint that would that would be my <laughs> yeah. Brit- that would be British for me yeah <laughs> or, or something like that but yeah yeah. someone Take else threw it. a crate at them <laughs> I don't know if it, I just saw crates I don't know if it was a crate of beer or like Crash Bandicoot style crate or like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know but yeah lots of people reacted quite well to it and then yeah people were criticising the police and then this whole thing about it's gone very political, which is a weird one because, like, Theresa May cut, I think it was like a thousand armed police, and now they have been forced to recruit nine hundred and eighty military soldiers. Um, so I don't know that a thousand like might that. specifically be to that area, but across the country, it's twenty thousand. Yeah, which is a, which, which is I remember that it was something insane. like the amount that she has cut is the amount that we now require. Yeah, yeah, which is um, like. You can look at it in a number of ways. You can be like, well, if she hadn't... And they look back at videos where the police are saying, you shouldn't do this because we need these people. Mm. And then you can go, well, it's been five years and we haven't needed those people since then. And blah, 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 blah. Well... Hindsight's twenty twenty, and the, all that um, kind of thing. The, 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 the different side of that is that the police said... I think the, the, the actual head of police, whatever the fuck he's called, has said that since all the cuts have been going on over the years... The police now react in a reactionary way, as opposed to being able to stop things before they happen. They have to just handle them as they happen. And when they say, like, oh, there's an increased police presence, they haven't gotten more officers. They haven't, like, it's not a recruitment thing. They've had to ship them in from other areas. So, like, those areas now don't have a police presence. And they're fucked if anything happens. And that's how it is. They just move them round everywhere. And, like, the standard shift has gone from, like, from an eight-hour beat, from, a like, a 10-hour beat to a 16-hour beat, which is fucking insane. Like, the idea that you're supposed to be able to kind of be on your guard and look after people all the time for 16 hours a day. Mm. It's fucking insane. But well, then, it's, it's exactly the same thing that the fucking doctors and nurses and everything are going through. It's just, I, I just... Well, I think it's, it's different for police because I think, like, the, uh, it's being used as a political tool now in the, apparently, whichever party you... Apparently, some parties that are running for government don't take terrorism as seriously as other ones. Which is... Sounds wrong. It sounds like that's just a stupid propaganda we, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's it's bollocks. Like they're, they're, I was thinking, I had this thought the other day. Like everyone says that political parties are so different. Like if you're conservative and I'm Labour, we there's so much we don't agree on. It's like no, they, they're so pointless in terms of <laughs> what they're actually discussing. Like real issues that have been dealt with, like murder. <laughs> they are both look everyone agrees that murder's wrong. Yeah. Everyone agrees that abortion's wrong and that mm. war is wrong and that all these big topics have already been decided in the UK at least. Apart from fox hunting. <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of all been dealt with. Yeah. And the only thing that the political parties are, are discussing is where wh- which investments gets the highest priority with taxpayers' money. 
basically is my interpretation of it so like they're really similar anyway so to say that if you vote for labor you know you're that he loves terrorists and you know everything's gonna be fine but if you vote for tory then they'll deal with terrorism it's just stupid there's been there's uh don't know. I can't. I can't get into it because I. I spend my whole day days at work surrounded by Tories. Friday is going to be hell, no matter what fucking happens. You've got so much in common. How so? As I've just explained, you all agree that murder is wrong and all. Yeah, there's, there's that's, so, that you have way more in common than you do not have in common. Fundamentally, but those, yeah, but those like small in the small things that you disagree on are just a question of priority. And they get inflated, like so engrossed. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I think it is. I, I think it's a lot bigger than that. I don't. I, I don't think, kind of like gutting national social care is is necessarily a small issue. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying that the things that they're discussing are um, inherently small. I'm saying that contextually, amongst all the things that Labour agrees picture. with, and yeah, like, they, like you, you have no one's. You're never going to vote really anyone in who legalizes murder. Yeah, like that. that yeah, it's it's not. There's, there's to never going to be a party who's going to run for that and be successful. Yeah, it's like there's so much that people agree on, but the conflict is so high among in uh, in between people voting for different parties and that. Like like you say, like you're saying, it's going to be insufferable on Friday. It's going to be horrible. No matter what happens, I'm either going to be yelled at all day or gloated at all day, and it's just I, I I've. The last time when it was the Brexit thing, I re- like really got my hackles up about it, and I think that's probably why I reacted so badly. It was just because people were like, you just all day, constantly being told that you're wrong and they're right, and then at the end of it, they get to say, "See, we were right." And like, that, it's that, it, that's the whole religion thing for me, isn't it? It's just like they're just morons. <laughs> it's like it's like you can have a. You can have differing opinions and still yeah. cohes. Yeah, you can still like discuss. Oh stuff yeah, openly. like in every but, other yeah, in every other people. respect, we all we all get on and we're all fine. Yeah. It's just it's yeah these, these things. It's it's, it's always they get it's, so engrossed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I just um, yeah. I've I've tried I've tried my best to just stay out of it this time. I mean, I'm still not out of the election. I've got very kind of like strong views as to where I want that to go, but. Yeah. Um, and they're not but, stood up straight, but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, quite, uh, quite, quite far uh, counterclockwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I've tried, to, I've tried to steer clear of it on social media and on and and in the office and discussions and whatever. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I can't change anyone's mind. I just have to kind of be happy with the way that I feel and hope that it pans out that way. Mm-hmm. Like that's. That, 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 that's it at the end of the day I don't know anyone that's teetering and being like oh I don't know which way and everything like that um, more to the point I would rather say well look go and read something as opposed to here's everything that I think well it's just it's. I think people are really blind blinded by something when it comes to choosing a political party whether it's pressure or upbringing or something like that Yeah. that if like you're talking to someone about um, the legitimacy of not voting you get people who would argue blue in the face that no, you should always vote. Mm. And you go, but we can all agree on a hypothetical situation where not voting would be the right thing to do. It's like, it's just the probability of that occurrence happening. Mm. So if, if, there, if every single person, if there was only two political parties 
and both of those put up people with severe brain injuries that prevented them from communicating. Yeah. I wouldn't vote for those parties. I think... And then people... The, 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 yeah. Instead of getting into the argument of whether or not you should vote or should not vote, I think it's just... The interesting thing for me is um, people will argue something to the death even though you are in agreement at a point. Yeah. But because you're not at that point, you... You know, it gets really intense for people, as you said, like yeah. ridicule or it's insufferable. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the the issue I have with people not voting is that it's fine for you to not have a stance or not want a stance or whatever. That's your freedom. You're you're perfectly welcome to that and everything like that. But then to see two very different sides that are very passionate about something and that both have that their own problems either way, um, and to not be able to identify with with either side um on a on just on a humanitarian level enough to shove a bit of paper in a box like was the is the belief well uh, because i personally am teetering on the edge of not voting purely because i think politicians are stereotypically and famously corrupt and untrustworthy and don't answer questions um they seem to be people who are just mining for power so Theresa May's classic example the past couple of weeks which mm. on our campaign trail, she hasn't asked any questions, she's avoided debates. Yeah. So all these kind of things where you go, I, I 100% will not vote for her because yeah. I believe you're voting for, you're not voting for the party. Mm. I strongly believe that because as I said, if if the party elected a brain damaged orangutan yeah. to be their leader, yeah. you would not vote for that party. Yeah. Even though you're not voting for the leader, you're voting for the party. It's like, yeah, but... You wouldn't sacrifice having a, a brain damage orangutan as a leader just to have some of these policies because what if the brain damage orangutan wants those instead of bananas? Yeah. What's what's going? <laughs> it's, it's all chaos. So I think you really do vote for a leader. Like three out of five of the last leaders have quit halfway through, yeah. or two out of five, or something like that. So yeah, Tony Blair and David Cameron have just quit because they disagreed with the public and yeah. instead of leading the public. They gave up. Yeah. So when you're voting for a leader, there's like a 50% chance in the last 15 years that they're going to leave anyway. Yeah. And the policies that they put forward are not going to be 100% endorsed by them because it's a party of many people. So yeah. there's going to be things that they're putting forward. So I, it's not a case of you agree, I agree with them or don't agree with them. This is, I just don't trust them. I don't, I don't see their relevance. So I understand the frustration if you look at it and go, how can you not agree with, one of the however many parties there are like four or seven i can't remember it's it's not it's not necessarily the, the the it's not even the parties and the leaders it's the people who who would or would not be affected by the pledges is the is the is the problem i've got like uh i don't i, I don't really know how to explain it so say, say the nhs thing right yeah there's a big belief that and i have i haven't read into this so i could just be being ignorant but there's a big belief that if you vote conservative the the nhs will be destroyed and if you vote for labor the NHS will be saved. Yeah, because the conservative, um, the thing with they're going to privatize. The conservative thing has always been privatization. Yeah. That's that's their history. Right. So the argument is, if you don't vote, then you don't care about the NHS, or if you do vote, then you vote for these, then you're the bad guy or you're the good guy, or mm. however contextually it wants to be put. But I think that a lot of politicians have made a lot of promises about a lot of policies that they haven't followed through on. I think quite famously recently there was a load of money meant to be given to the NHS, which turned out to be a complete lie by a politician. Yeah. 
Yeah. So why would you trust a politician who... Um, and the only argument you can make, in my opinion, is that the leader is exceptionally honest. Because yeah. all politicians have to come from the place. <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone. Yeah, it's gone, it's gone to a weird place. <laughs> I'll wrap it up and then we'll move on. <laughs> I just noticed that the tone for a while has been... <laughs> um, <laughs> the only argument you can make, I think, is that the leaders of the polit- a leader of a political party is the new messiah. I think, in my eyes, from my perspective, it's yeah. uh, someone who's completely honest and will answer questions. And 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 the, the typical being asked a polit- politician being asked a question, like Boris Johnson was asked a question in an interview, he didn't answer it, and then started wrestling with the Labour leader. <laughs> it was just, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and it, lots of these kind of situations. So I think. If there was a leader that I believed in that I thought could lead the country and not just be, he'll be all right, mm. I think I would be more inclined to be like, no, it's good. if Arnold Schwarzenegger ran, <laughs> if Eddie Izzard ran, no. yeah. <laughs> if, 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 a, if, an, if an inspirational leader was to come around, then the, the, I think the argument would be very, very different. Well, I, I, I think that's down to personal taste at this mm. point because to a lot of people there are kind of inspirational leaders like kicking about there at the minute yeah not the ones that are currently in there but the the, the ones floating around the outside um yeah like i i to, to to me that 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 person's already come yeah yeah so it's about dis- discovering politics on your own i guess yeah yeah and figuring out who it is you would follow yeah whereas you'd be like oh i'd why are you voting for Tory? Like, you hate Theresa May. Yeah, but mm. Tories have got better policies on blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I don't, under- I don't understand you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like I don't understand anyone voting red or blue because of mm. that's how they've always voted or anything like that. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, there's been a lot of... Um, I can't remember how we got onto this. There was something about something. Something about non-voting and people getting... Talking to somebody about politics because they're insufferable. If you have an argument with somebody about not voting, they'll argue with you teeth and nail, even though I believe there is a scenario where you will be in agreement, mm. but you won't have the, the, the having that weird argument. Yeah. Anyway. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so dogs in Switzerland are setting sail to France. <laughs> is this true? No. No. <laughs> just trying to, just before I switched, just before I was just taking it somewhere over that. More whimsical. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Um, Edward Snowden. You know Edward Snowden. I do. Close personal friend, Edward Snowden. Oh yeah. Um, well, he's just commented on that, which led me into a world of confusion for a while. Um, Edward Snowden says accused leaker, reality winner, should be freed on bail. I didn't understand what it meant. No. Then I read another article. Billy Winner Davis, the mother of accused NSA leaker, reality winner, says her daughter is a good girl who served her country in the Air Force and does whatever she can to make the world a better place. So her name is Reality. Her name is Reality Winner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, just, it took so long to say. It's like a very head. ironic name for what someone is, is, who is so far from both of those things. <laughs> well, she was an Air Force. Oh, pilot, fair enough. Who's leaked government secrets. So maybe she succeeded a little bit maybe. more than what you're giving her credit for. Yeah. Oh, she's so out of touch with reality and she's a complete loser. Sorry, this, I went a bit Republican there. Air Force. <laughs> I went a bit Trump. <laughs> yeah, loser. Um, but yeah, this woman's called Reality Winner, which, uh, which which she must have been named, well, she was probably named before reality TV shows came out. 
I would so, hope so. You'd think like she's she's been in the air force for I think it was a number of years. Parents are like, uh, don't know what a name her. What do I like? What's on what the do background? Do I like grapes? <laughs> uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> one, there's there's certain arrogance between calling your daughter reality. Yeah. And, and, then, and then implying that she has one reality. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little bit of a, of a kick in the teeth. Um, but yeah, she served in the Air Force for quite a while, so I'm imagining she's at least in her early 20s. So say she was like 20. That's 97. Fucking hell. Yeah. That was my first 20 years ago is a different year than what I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> Experience. You know, like when you're like, yeah, but that was like 50 years ago. You're like, yeah, yeah that was like my fourth birthday. <laughs> it was before when you were growing up 50 years ago it was years ago <laughs> yeah so like 97 well Big Brother was like 99 or something wasn't it yeah maybe she was like yeah. the second coming of Christ <laughs> bringing with her reality TV show she was the catalyst so in one way she's won in every other way I fucking hate her like she was born with just spec scripts for TV shows <laughs> uh put some people in a house. <laughs> that was all Big Brother was at the beginning, wasn't it? There was no wackiness. No, it was, it was literally just, it was just, just people, people in a house. It was an experiment in somewhere in Eastern Europe, Finland or Switzerland. Or oh, was it? Something like that. It started out over there, and I think it was it was invented, well, apart from by this lady, <laughs> yeah. uh, by a couple of psychologists or something like that. And they were yeah. just like, what would happen if people lived together, <laughs> I don't know. Just the idea of being a lab rat, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traps and studies. Here is your task. <laughs> yeah, because it was for quite a while. It was like a couple of months, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to go on from... It used to, it used to be on like all summer. I remember watching it while we were on holiday. It was, the, it was the first... You went on holiday locked in a room with nine other people. <laughs> so might as well watch something different. Yeah, no, it was in, we were in a caravan in, like, the very, very top of Scotland. And there's, there's fuck all to do right The there. very top. The very top of <laughs> is Scotland. Is that the highest point? Or is that the most northern? Um, no, the the most northern. Ah, so you were thinking very sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, thinking very left as opposed to very up. Yeah, the top of the horizontal. Aim high. <laughs> yeah. Aim long. Aim high. <laughs> the North Pole. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We sat, we 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 sat and watched most of it. I think when we we're on when we we're on holiday, it was because yeah. it was a new weird thing. I remember it being quite. Good. I don't, I don't. I didn't really like watch it. Yeah, but I watched first, bits and bobs, and the I remember first series it was, was quite good. Was good. It was interesting. Like it was because it was a new thing, and since then it's just devolved into a load of fucking gimmicks and stuff but i understand why because that's only new and interesting once or twice like you can't just keep doing it and be I like because i think like if you put different people in without resorting to the wackiness yeah like it does become more interesting that's like why don't you eat a kangaroo's ass like well <laughs> all right it's a bit weird how they're eating ass it's like, oh, they're doing it for money because the only way you've incentivized them to make that is to offer them more money for it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you get into it. that show, it's like, can I have four months off work? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. So it's like they were jury duty, isn't it? Yeah, I guess maybe that's how they should. But do then jury you live, duty. you live rent free for four years. Four years, four months, which yeah, is nice. Food. You, you can't you pop get, the Sainsbury's. Yeah, no. You get your food. You probably lose some weight. Maybe it's not much where to, not where to, good to run. 
Unless you're Jack D. <laughs> Why? What did? Oh, he he escaped, he escaped. didn't he? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> this! He just climbed the roof. <laughs> just left. Bye. <laughs> I think this was a mistake. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. But you can't go, Jack. <laughs> Get on the roof and leave. Um, you know, kids, don't you? Kids do the strangest things. They do. They do. If you heard about the deodorant challenge. <laughs> no. But my first thought was, you don't use deodorant. Like Mad Max kind of stuff. Like just, ah, just spray it in your mouth. <laughs> no. It's, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just read out the article. The deodorant <laughs> challenge, which has taken off among teens and preteens in the UK, involves holding a can of aerosol deodorant just above the skin and spraying for as long as possible. Oh, <laughs> so just burning, <laughs> burning your arm. Your arm. <laughs> yeah. um, the result is a series of red spots that aren't just unsightly, but also dangerous. Yep. Um, this is a very scary trend because basically these kids are committing chemical burns to themselves. Yep. Uh, the force of the aerosol itself and the temperature change on the skin can potentially cause second and third degree burns. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But this weird kid crazes. I think we were talking about it before. Like this planking, which is kind of like it's not yeah. a big deal. Ice bucket challenge wasn't a big deal. Then <laughs> watch was, me lie down. What? Then All there right. was that one that was like, put your mouth in a glass whilst it's oh, attached yeah, to your yeah, face. Yeah. Burst yeah. all the blood vessels in your lips, and then take a photo. <laughs> <laughs> which was like the Kim Kardashian like blowjob. Oh yeah, for kids. yeah, 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 yeah. And then before that, there was um, snort a condom. What? Did you not? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember which way they did it, but I'm pretty sure you just snorted a condom and you had to keep on snorting it until it came down the back of your throat and then pull it out your throat. What the So that it was fuck? coming out of both sides. It was a big deal. <laughs> but like, even though kids were dying from asphyxiation, yeah. because it's a fucking condom in your airway, <laughs> like kids were still doing it, so... Oh. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. When I was in high school, we used to like crush up polos in technology class and snort those. We just used to punch each it. other in the leg. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit unimaginative, I guess. No, but it's no. I had a mate who sniffed salt. I wouldn't like, do salt. Yeah, I don't think. That I had another mate who salt. Snort, snorted pepper to call in sick to work. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of made it valid. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a bit sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a passing trend, something that kids do. Um, kids try odd things. It's more of a dare. And now with social media, the dares go viral. But it's not cool because it does scar your skin. <laughs> um, the deodorant challenge isn't new. And previous iterations of the trend have been included, have included the eraser challenge, mm. uh, wherein kids rub erasers across their skin while having to say or do something. Doesn't sound that bad, but it would kill friction yeah. burns eventually, I guess. Next one's a bit... bit uh, bit more intense um the salt and ice challenge uh, where kids burn their arms with a mixture of salt and ice giving themselves frostbite (laughs) (laughs) oh the good fun kid games we have (laughs) want to play frostbite (laughs) but just what was it what was it salt and water was it salt Salt and ice salt and ice because salt makes ice like way colder it, it, um, salt, uh, it lowers something weird, like it lowers the melting, melting point. point of water. So the temperature of ice 
is actually becomes not cold enough to freeze the water or something but it's still very no, cold so yeah i think i think it's basically because the water temperature is lower the ice doesn't melt as fast which means the ice chills the water for longer i think it's a, that's no. the that's the stupid science that came in my head <laughs> <laughs> but just a bit bit bit, bit of salt a bit of like, ah! <laughs> Self-frostbite. We used to we used to spray deodorant on our hands and set fire to it. Yeah. Because that was like... Because you couldn't feel it. It was yeah. just like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. But that's mate, about the extent it went. The mate who I mentioned before on the podcast is someone who went to petrol stations and drank petrol from the nozzle. <laughs> um, who would just like touch the blue flame on Bunsen burners just to burn his hand. Fucking... And be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I still want to figure out what's what happened. There's so many people I went to school with. Just like, what the hell happened to that guy? I don't know. There was, there was, know. There was a thing going around. I don't know if it was like an old wives' tale, not an old wives' tale, but like just a rumor, or if it's anything that actually happened. But there was something about kids going up to other kids in our year and going, "Have you ever seen a match burn twice?" And then they'd light the match and be like, "One," and then they'd burn you with it. And that was two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got burnt. Well, there was like, what was the capital of Thailand? <laughs> Bangkok! <laughs> what the fuck? It's this stupid little thing. But yeah, we didn't, I know, I don't know whether it's, we were stupider or, or intelligenter um, back <laughs> Intelligenter. Then. <laughs> whether it was just like, our minds were more preoccupied with other things, i.e. hormonal puberty. Instead of, but, well, preteens were doing this. So like no. an 11-year-old. <laughs> Which doesn't imply free will. That when you're 11, you weren't like this. Have this frostbite. You just be like, "What are you doing? Sort of nice. I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this." Uh, yeah, I'll move on to the next one. Uh, Fuck. Okay, last one. So yeah, Theresa May this week came out saying um, the naughtiest thing that she did, which was she ran through a wheat field once. Yeah, I, I um, and the public have been like, sad. If, you, if, you, if that's who you are, you can't be a leader. <laughs> Which again, you go, the, Jeremy Corbyn collects pothole patterns. Like he might not have had the most exciting childhood of rebellion. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I decided to look up what other people have declared as the naughtiest thing they've ever done. Mm. And I uh, went on Mum's Net. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I thought was similar to Theresa May. I fucking hate that website. It's just, it just seems funny and then kind of innocent. And here's some of the comments. At school, age seven, I pushed the class bully into the pond and legged it into the PE shed, pretending to tidy the hula hoops away, and I got away with it. Another person. I bit my friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another person. I bit my friend as well. All right. Another person. I threw a stool at a teacher. Ooh, a bit of a, bit of a bit aggression. Yeah. Then there's this woman, uh, Blue, her name is. Uh, I tried to knock my friend's mother unconscious because she wouldn't let us watch the Blackboard Jungle. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be some kind of show. Uh, we rigged up a tripwire, put ping pong balls under the carpet and a pile of suitcases over the door. And then we um, tried to entice her in by my friend saying that she was sick. <laughs> Pretty elaborate. Yeah. Um, another time I dangled a girl over a 12 foot wall with a rope made from coat belts <laughs> <laughs> because she grasped us up for something and she had a pony 
<laughs> Another incident. I got into the tunnels and caves under Nottingham through the school foundations looking for the Black Panther who was a murderer rumoured to be hiding there. <laughs> then... <laughs> about that statement <laughs> the fact that she went there looking for a murderer <laughs> or that there were rumours circling there was a murderer living behind a school and people were like eh. <laughs> we won't have to investigate that just send the kids <laughs> I'm sure one of the kids will deal with it um, then spending alternate triple science lessons hiding out in the t- in those tunnels then when my friend was hiding there not confessing for ages I think her friend was there in the tunnels and she was in the class. The, the the mum of the child looking for the murderer rang like, we need to go to the dentist. And like, we don't know where your child is. <laughs> so a manhunt ensued. Uh, with the mother screaming in terror. Um, but they found it and blocked up the tunnels. And um, also caused a fire in the cellar of the library block. Um, uh, again, truanting under the school and smoking cigarettes. Old sacks smoulders and smouldered and filled the building with smoke, and then we ran away from the fire engines. <laughs> so running through wheat or nearly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> burning down the school. Yeah, it's like criticizing her for for running through wheat being not rebellious enough. It's like, well, do you want you know a child hunting for a serial killer? Maybe you do. Maybe you'd be like, no. Oh, you just I bit wanna... my friend once. Nah, it's about in the middle of the spectrum. You ju- I think people just want to imagine at some point in her life she was interesting and not just the fucking tepid old bent that she that we see every want, day. Yeah, they just want relatability. They just yeah. want you're human, right? I mean, we ask you questions and you don't respond. Yeah, like <laughs> can we talk to you at all? Yeah, they just want that kind of relatability. Yeah, but how much relatability do you want? <laughs> because, like, I mean, everyone did weirder things when they were a kid. Like, you can't just... I mean, yeah, I dropped a brick on my friend's head and he had to have it glued together. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> Gonna have a fun stag party, by the way. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't do that now, but you kind of go, well, if you've elected a prime minister and they're like, well, I did cave my head, my friend's head in with a brick. Mm. You'd be like, yay. <laughs> you wouldn't be like, that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? <laughs> so yeah, mums, yeah. you can't trust them. Yeah. Oh, um, I uh, speaking of stag party, I read earlier on um, that in Ireland, um, the uh, it, I think it was in the in the late seventies, the Pope visited there, and we, we, I can't afford a time travel. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, all, right, all right, but the um, the 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 Pope mobile thing doesn't travel overseas, really. Like they make another one in the countries that he visits, and there were these two guys that made one for the visit in Ireland, and now you can hire it out for stag do's. Is that what you want? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just... It's, it's a weird thing to advertise for a stag party, because, like, it'll be at night. Yeah. Like, you could do it during the day. Yeah. But at night, it's just pointless. The world could just see you being unconscious <laughs> as you're driving around Ireland. Yeah. I was speaking to a friend who... Um, um, near, you can rent a dwarf for a day. Um, where you the idea is you handcuff them to the groom to be for twenty four for, for three days I think it was actually 
So just, you know, you're taking a shit with a dwarf on your lap. That sounds fucking stupid. It does. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that's funny for about five seconds. Yeah. And then you're like, it's, you're like six hours in, you're all having a great time apart from this dwarf who none of you get on with or like anything. You don't <laughs> well, know I think, him. I think, like, I think he's willingly doing this. <laughs> so I think he's up for a bit of a laugh. Yeah. I don't what do you think drink, mate? Just oh, passively aggressively. I'm in the program. Oh, great. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about steps. Why did we have to get the sober dwarf? <laughs> the fucking sober dwarf. But yeah, there's loads of weird, um, weird things people do for statues. Yeah, but I just yeah, <laughs> one a thousand pounds for a dwarf. Yeah, seems like uh, I don't, it's not too much for a dwarf because you're paying for a person. <laughs> yes. Like it seems like just a small joke, which we, I, I personally would quite like it if. Uh, he was aggressive the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to sleep and there's a dwarf like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, he's on his phone doing his emails. <laughs> he's got some bookings later in the year. <laughs> You're like, fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I saw, um, there was a, you know that thing that you bought last week, that Kafifi thing? I brought it up. Yeah, I yeah, think you yeah. mentioned it. Because yeah. I hadn't heard of it. Um, and since then, I've had a look. Um, <laughs> it was like yesterday or the day before. Like, he was asked about it. Or someone in his staff was asked about it. And they and they said, oh, we know what it means. And there's, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a very small, select group of, group of people yeah, around the present people. that knows what it means. Um, but uh, yeah, we're just going to leave it there. It's like, you can't even admit when you made a spelling mistake. <laughs> You're such a pathetic man. I don't... It's I politicians! Just... <laughs> politicians! Oh. But yeah, yeah. There was... <laughs> they don't, the world doesn't trust him anymore. Won't give him secrets like he was spat. Oh yeah! Did you watch the... Um... Right, before we go on to that. Um, yeah, like during the Manchester attack and the London attack... Like we were sharing information with America, mm. and they their government representatives sold them to social media <laughs> outlets, yeah. and made the and jeopardized the investigation. Yeah, so the UK was like, "Well, we can't tell you anything anymore." No, and they're like, "Well, why not?" Well, because you, f- yeah, you can't be fucking trusted with it. Yeah, but um, did you watch the um, uh, One Love? Uh, yeah. Which was a weird name. I don't know yeah, why you're the... microaggressioning a tennis match into this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we, we, we've won the first set. It's <laughs> one, love. Isn't it meant to be 15? No, uh, it's one. <laughs> Fucking, it, seems, it seems unreasonable. Um, but uh, there was a video that came out. Because, again, I still haven't heard any of Ariana Grande's stuff. So I was like, I'll listen to some because she mm. was there. And it was Coldplay and Ariana Grande singing. An Oasis song. Don't look back in anger. Yeah. Because that's what the crowds have been seeing. So they'll let us sing it for you. And Ariana Grande singing didn't exist. No, she didn't. She just didn't know any of the words, even though the words were being displayed behind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, she she had been doing a lot of singing in the night. But like in fact She just took a break during the most prestigious song of the night. I don't know. I don't I don't know to be honest. I like I'd like to the thing is, I going into it, I didn't like her. Yeah. And then over the course of like however long it was, like three hours or two mm. hours or something like that, 
Um, like she actually managed to turn me around. Like she was, she just kind of just a kid, very humble and, and all of this. And like, I had these kind of like pre predispositions on who she was and what she was like and everything like that. And it's like, and the more I thought about it, it was just like, well, yeah, you know, her as this, because this is, this is how she's been reported at several places. Um, because when someone does something outlandish, you hear about it, but when they do something nice or whatever, they don't, you don't hear about it Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not interesting. It's boring. Um, so like I was just, I kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt and like, nah, she, she turned me around. She was, she was, she was really good. And the the whole atmosphere of that thing was really nice. And it wasn't my kind of music and it wasn't something that I was just like, Oh yeah, I can't wait till they played this song that I hate. (laughs) Like, but, um, it was, I don't know. I watched it with Vix, and I said, like, it's kind of... It, it almost had kind of like a, a musicians around a campfire kind of feel. Mm. Like, but they, were all, they weren't all, like, in the back with the handlers or anything like that. All, all the artists, like, stood at the side of, side, side of the stage, like, off in the wings and stuff, and, like, watching each other perform, and then they would, like, pull each other on, and then they'd do a song together, and then, like, it was all kind of, like, choppy and changing like that. Yeah. Like, people around a campfire, like, passing around a guitar. Yeah. It, was, it was a really kind of interesting atmosphere, and um, it was... I don't know. I, 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 really, I really liked it. it just, I, unfortunately, that was the only video I watched yeah. and she just kept on looking like she was about to sing so i was like oh first of all i was like this dumb bitch doesn't know what the song is <laughs> even though it's it's become higher in popularity amongst her fans since yeah she last played there yeah <laughs> um and it's quite a, a, a popular song anyway like oh, she, I are massive like, in the states like, they? they're, they're bigger i know they're massive well. in manchester yeah that's pretty much all I yeah no they're bigger they're big over there as well well not she for whatever reason whether she was tired or taking a break or didn't know the song or didn't want feel it was her place to sing even though it would have been but uh, yeah for whatever mm. reason she didn't sing but she kept on looking like she was gonna sing yeah so i was like oh she's gonna come in in the chorus or something and i'm like yeah no yeah. <laughs> it's just coldplay singing yeah this is just coldplay singing um don't look back in anger i yeah. don't know why she's being involved yeah she's just walking on the stage it's like you can be on stage as you said people just wandering on stage and stuff yeah but then just at the wrong time pointing the microphone at the crowd <laughs> and then being like all right <laughs> it's just like oh so as much as like she must have a kind of pr team yeah. Even if she didn't give a fuck about the song or, or the fans singing, she'd mm. been like, they're going to sing this song. It's very iconic and symbolic, this song. Mm. So you should play it. Yeah. You should learn the words. We'll put them on the screen behind you. Maybe but so. admittedly, they were a bit out of sync. So. Like, she like in every other time she was on stage, she was like, she had that look that was like, I am three seconds away from crying. At, like, every time you saw her. So maybe it's that kind of thing, like particularly when you've now you, you're now within this kind of this iconic song, mm. and you've got fifty thousand people joining in unison, and not just because they know the words, but because they're trying to kind of mm. stand together for a purpose. Like I can understand um, being reluctant to take center stage during that, or 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 kind of feeling even even feeling like you don't have a place in that. Because it, like you're not part of it, this is more for you. Yeah, than she it might is for be me. used to a different type of crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I say it like yeah. I I thought it, it it all seemed to come across really well. Yeah, and, and it seemed genuine. It didn't seem like a PR stunt on yeah. her part. No, yeah, I, I, I did really about the PR thing because I thought like that song in particular would have been like yeah. you should be. This yeah. is the place where you should sing this to. And, this and, and on fucking on Facebook, everybody shit on Coldplay. Yeah, but everyone always shits on. I know, but I was just like, well, 
I, you don't have to like their music and everything like that. Like, it's nice. I, I always get this impression from Coldplay that they just like what they do. Mm. They show up and they perform and they like what they do. They get a lot of people involved and then they, and, and then they leave again. And it's like, it's, they, I don't get the same pretension from them that I do from fucking U2. Fucking like yeah. like Bono and that, but um, like I, I I don't understand people's issue with. That. I think I think it's the same thing with Michael McIntyre. Like they look at com- there are so many comedians who hate Michael McIntyre because they see it as um, I don't know, see it as somewhat lazy writing or whatever. Yeah. Because I think what Michael McIntyre's done, he's found his position. Yeah. And this is this is the style that I'm going with. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And Coldplay, I think their biggest criticism of them from it from from society is that all their sound song pretty all their songs sound pretty similar yeah and you go well yeah but the beatles sounded pretty similar to the beatles acdc have made it's, the same album exactly. 13 times exactly so i think it's just i think the same hatred is because coldplay and michael mcintyre are really popular like if somebody tells me that their biggest their favorite comedian is michael mcintyre my immediate impression is you don't know many comedians. Yeah. So it's not like you've seen all the comedians and you've gone, this is the best. I just go, you haven't seen very much. You've jumped on the bandwagon and saw him and you like him. Yeah. So I think but it's the same thing. With I, I, I don't know, but with, with even, even with, with Coldplay, if someone said my favorite band's Coldplay, I'd be like, okay, I want to know what else you like, but I can understand that. Like they've, they've been around for fucking 20 years or however long it's been, a long fucking time. It must have been 20 years now, at least. Um, and particularly up to maybe 10 years ago, they were releasing potentially iconic songs every single year. Mm. Like, it, it it makes sense to me that they would be someone's favourite band, and not just because they're popular, but because at some point in their, in, in their time span, they did something that other people weren't doing. It was really weird, because I've was, I was just, just been trying to think it over and been like, why have I never considered Coldplay to be my favourite band? It's been like a, a band who's got some songs that I really like, yeah. but they've had some songs that I've really liked at the time. Yeah, yeah. And the same as if I'd like a really good Slipknot like when, song. When fucking, when Clocks came out, that changed my fucking life. I never, wasn't it Clocks and Speed of Sound had the same riff? Like, uh, potentially, I, I yeah. I think listening to it, I was like, I can't remember, I thought this was called this, and they're like, mm. almost identical. But um, The Scientist came out, and I was like, that's mm. awesome. And then Yellow was pretty decent. They, they, yeah. they came out with a bunch of good songs. But for some reason, I still can't think of them as an, as an iconic band. Whereas I was... They're not... Maybe it's because they haven't got an agenda. You know, like... Uh, they're not like ACDC, like, fuck the system. Or, yeah. You know, rebellion of any... They're not rebellious. Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe yeah. maybe that's the thing. Like, they don't stand for something, but... Yeah, I think the only reason that they get this stigma is because they're so popular. Yeah. And I think people want to be seen as not... Like, I went to... Um, uh, the comedy store in Manchester over the weekend and the comedians it was on the night of the One Love uh, performance and the comedian the MC was ripping into them saying I didn't go because Coldplay are playing it's like it's a pretty weird it's a joke obviously yeah. but like it's an easy joke that kind of gets made and you go yeah. like, well that's a bit of a weird reason not to yeah, not to go to a show I mean I I think that Coldplay are one of the better performers there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, otherwise. yeah yeah let's do this one um Russian President Vladimir Putin is always at his best, he tells director Oliver Stone in a new documentary called The Putin Interviews <laughs> that will air on Showtime uh, June 12th to 15th. The, uh, the politician attributes his stamina and uh, stability in part to the fact that he's a man. As Bloomberg reports, I'm not a woman, so I don't have bad days. Um, 
He tells he tells Stone while giving a tour of the Kremlin's gilded throne room. I'm not trying to insult anyone. That's just the nature of things. There are certain natural cycles. Um, later in the interview for the documentary, which Bloomberg describes as friendly, bordering on fawning, Putin uh, reminds Stone that he's a judo master in peak physical shape. <laughs> Oh, just, just you know, I was just joking. Um, you know, natural cycles. I'm a fucking judo master. <laughs> yeah. um, elsewhere, Putin is shown indulging in his now familiar passion for playing ice hockey and flexing his muscles on an exercise machine. He told Stone that he lifts weights and then swims every day. Putin's also seen feeding carrots to a thoroughbred horse named after a Dutch theoretical physicist, Johannes Diedrich van der Waals, at his residence. This kind of swagger is uh, not unusual for the 64-year-old who appears to have, who appears to enjoy being photographed shirtless in the outdoors as well holding firearms and playing sports and who recently bragged that Russia's prostitutes are undoubtedly the best in the world. At <laughs> 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 America's president has professed admiration for the virility of Russia's. Um, Donald Trump has called Putin very smart, and that unfor- unlike former President Barack Obama, he's a leader. That's the end of the article. Um, I, 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 I really want to see this documentary. Yeah. I, I, like Putin fawning. Yeah, of <laughs> him just like just being casually dominant but sexist and like a <laughs> <laughs> recipe yeah. Yeah. add a bit of casual dominance to yeah. pinch of sexism <laughs> we've got a documentary yeah just gonna go and feed the horse he's named after a russian physicist <laughs> <laughs> it was a dutch physicist dutch physicist yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you know how i feel about the dutch i've broken them <laughs> have a carrot dutch (laughs) the guy's just a fucking mental case yeah i've I've never actually seen anything on him i've never seen anything about him or anything like i've I've read that you read all the articles and everything like that but i've i don't think i've ever heard him talk (laughs) like this i think one thing that's interesting is he's been president for quite a while well he's been in power for a very long time (laughs) yeah it's not like he's been in for four years and then out for four years but i think that's vague memories of like he went from being the president to being the prime minister and then just kind of like just changed the channel yeah. of power to whatever position he was holding at the time. yeah yeah and so yeah he's but he's been in power for so i can't remember who the last before him was russian president or, or whatever is, is there a was. vote in russia uh, i think you've got to imagine if there is i think for certain positions but they're correct like they've corrupted it yeah, and for some positions, I don't think there is. I think that's why he changed, like, switched it around or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's not legitimate. Let's put it that way. No, <laughs> but I, I, I find it bizarre the idea that anyone can kind of cozy up to him and be like, "Yeah, this is my guy." He's a fucking dictator. <laughs> yeah. He's a mental, psychotic, murderous dictator. Done How... it for years. <laughs> Stalin was yeah. arguably worse than Hitler. Oh, yeah, do something allied with him. Just do something for long enough and it becomes legitimate, I suppose. Like, I did... Have the look of the neighbour mowing his grass next door, I think, is Bill Burst. Yeah. Hello! <laughs> Put it in H! <laughs> he does judo. 
I am Judo Master. Yeah, you know, his, his horse is Dutch. <laughs> I couldn't get a degree. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking physicist. Used to play an offspring. It's <laughs> <laughs> a callback to a podcast that, that no doesn't exist. A man has been charged with practicing without a license after police say he collected large quantities of blood from a DC from DC residents and paid them for it. Uh, the people were paid $30 each for the blood samples, according to charging documents. It was free money, said a woman who lined up, but she didn't have the chance to sell her blood. Uh, officers who were called to the scene on Wednesday found a large group of people standing outside the building. Uh, Neighbours told News 24's Darcy Spencer that they had been seeing long lines of people going into the apartment. It was a long, long line. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, one neighbour said. People were getting blood taken from the arm and then they put this tube stick thing down their nose. Um, the man told police uh, he worked for Boston Biosource, a Newton, Massachusetts-based company, and says that uh, it provides blood and tissue samples for clients, according to its website. He said that he was approved and certified to draw blood and that he had uh, drawn blood from 40 people between Tuesday and Wednesday, but the Ledger Police found an apartment listed an additional 205 names, according to the charging documents. Police said that they also found large quantities of blood and used needles in the apartment. Police said the blood was stored improperly. Um... (laughs) The man was not able to provide any documentation, licenses or certification to prove that he was qualified to draw blood. Police say the, the, the collected blood uh, was not being stored in a manner consistent with professional practices. Boston Biosource told News24 that the man goes to risky areas to collect blood for research, looking for cures to diseases like cancer, tuberculosis, Alzheimer's disease, calling it valuable work. Why do you need the blood of 205 different people to... To, to cure that like the, the I I find it weird that no one's questioned that there's something really strange going on but collecting blood yeah like collecting blood in your apartment <laughs> like people just lining up to go into your apartment here's $30 can I have a pint of blood please yeah here you go yeah. like it's it's fucking odd oh, he's, he's obviously blade I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I find it weird how popular it is. I mean, I guess that's just kind of like people do bucks. anything for money and yeah. everything like that. But if like, someone told you for fifty quid, you can just pop down and give a pint of blood. Yeah, for a, fifty but quid. But a blood bank, not in someone's flat. I'll say it was a mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, the only reason is because you, you know you might be concerned about cross contamination, getting a disease or something. But if it's someone you trusted, it's all right. I'm not like, sure yeah. I trust this guy. <laughs> I'm not sure I trust. You probably, like you probably you could probably argue he needs blood to like he probably asked questions like do you have like cancer victims please come and I'll take cancer blood to examine cancer blood. Like it's just, maybe it's just anyone that shows up, you just line up and give blood to this guy yeah. in his flat and like looks help like sell to a cancer. beverage. Like, just open the fridge, kind of fanta next to the blood. Help yourself to a glass yeah. of blood. Oh, wait, no, the, the, the blood isn't in the fridge because it's improperly stored. So it's just stacked up on the side and on the floor. Isn't blood stored in a bag not the proper way that blood was intended to be stored? I'm a bag. I'm... <laughs> no. You're a douche. You might be a douchebag. <laughs> you technically are just a big bag of blood. It's a bit more complicated. Yeah. But, but like, is. yeah, like, you store blood in your blood vessels and the blood can go out of the blood vessels? I think it's, te- it's just to do with, like, temperature, though, isn't it? Like, you're, 
you store the blood at body temperature. So do you do that when the when the blood oh, is drawn, the or do they put it in the fridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because they put sperm in the fridge as well. Yeah, sperm is blood <laughs> in a way. Apparently, yeah. sperm has the sense of smell. I saw it in a Silver Silverman special. This is on Netflix. Netflix have been throwing out loads of content. Now. Is that is that so they can find the egg? I don't know. They're like sniffer sperm. Well, they're the potential for human life, so they've probably got the, some of the chemical outlines of human beings. I don't know whether there's philosopher sperm, but there's like, you know, creative media studies graduate sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that put them in. Um, but, yeah, the the argument is... Uh, she said um, in Texas, if you have an abortion, you have to have a funeral for the... Cell. Oh, yeah. Like, Which that's a new fun. legislation they've and brought it, it, out. To discourage people from getting abortions. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, you know how what are you going to say at that funeral? funeral for the it's gonna, funerals cost a lot of money. Yeah. And, like, you know, it kind of builds up. Does it so, cost as much as a child? I think you'll pay it off. <laughs> Well, so it's, yeah, so she's talking about that and she said, well, since sperm have the sense of smell, that means that they're consciously aware, which means that we're killing sentient beings, right? <laughs> so that needs to be addressed. <laughs> so, and she does a whole bit on like, um, yeah, masturbation is murdering sperm. Yeah. So any so that should be treated the same way as an abortion. It's a collection of living cells. I mean, I suppose <laughs> you can look at anything in yeah. any way. So it's yeah. Like, yeah, you can kind of do it. But yeah, it feels weird that that's the that's what they would be given. But you the sight would be pointless because it's dark. I'm assuming it's dark inside your body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe I mean, yours. I, I probably it's probably safe to assume it's dark. I mean, I'm not, I just don't want to. Don't want to generalise. No. Don't see the world that spectrum. <laughs> um, hearing would probably be pointless. Mm. Taste would probably be pointless. Touch. They probably have touch. <laughs> yeah, they probably have touch Spun. and smell. Yeah. Because yeah. they bump into things. Yeah. So they recognise that they retreat and then they get momentum and stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting turn for the podcast. <laughs> Um, a man in Maine who became upset after being told that he did not qualify for government benefits unleashed a cup of live bed bugs at the city office. <laughs> and really, she could gather them in a cup. I didn't think. Bed bugs! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the incident took place on Friday afternoon and forced the evacuation of the Augusta City Centre. Uh, a court of. Oh. No, no. I thought it. I thought they were saying it caused the evacuation of the whole city centre. They've got bad No, it's apparently somebody prays that they don't bite. Apparently, just the centre. The, this centre. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the centre of the earth. No. <laughs> Everyone else. Uh, city manager William Brigeo said that about 100 bed bugs were released. Uh, the building will be sprayed and bed bug detecting dog services will inspect the building. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the B team. <laughs> like your A team, you do... You can find... Class A's. You heroin, do drugs. You, and like, you, 
Yeah. Bombs. Yeah, bombs. <laughs> and, like, you're the front line of defence. You take out the enemy and everything. B team, just a bit slower. Maybe closer to retirement kind of bed dogs. Bugs, termites. The bed bug, yeah. It's, it's similar to, like, with the, the end of your time <laughs> at the police force. Cheats. You take a desk job. Like, you, oh, I'm just going to do bed bugs from, for a few years. <laughs> it's it's well, a lot less. My career. Uh, it's a lot less intense than cocaine detecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's cocaine in there. <laughs> Yeah. What are we doing today? Bed bugs. Oh, I want to. I want to be out there, man. I want to be out there, saving lives. They took my gun. <laughs> Hand in your gun and pack. It's the equivalent dogs. of a dog working in a small town, just being like, "Ugh, this is just boring. Just paperwork and shit all day." <laughs> no, I like the idea that they've done that to relax. <laughs> retired now. We're just going to do sure. bed bugs. I've heard if you retire, retire, they just shoot you in the head. So. <laughs> I'm going to do bed books. <laughs> For more episodes, the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week. Mm-hmm.